And then I thought, you know, I've always wanted to run a marathon. It's just seeming, it's always been something in my mind that I'm like, it sounds fun. You know, maybe not fun. Diz Runs Radio, episode 998, starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, just want to remind you that one of the things that I have available, one of the little offerings that uh, that I really enjoy doing, quite honestly, is the old consult call, the old one-off. You got a little issue, got a question, got something that you're you're working through, maybe struggling with, not quite sure what the best course of action might be. Uh, we can jump on the phone, or we can jump on the Zoom, or we can jump on the the whatever, whatever comes out in the future. We can jump on that as well. And uh, talk it through a little bit. You know, I'm always happy to answer a question on a Q&A or an email or social media or whatever. But sometimes it uh, is a lot easier for both of us to make sure that, uh, you know, we're understanding uh, both that I'm understanding the, the situation, that you're understanding my answer to actually talk it out a little bit. So if that's something that might be uh, of use to you, whether now or, or somewhere in the future, file this one in the old memory banks. Disruns.com slash consultation is the link. Uh, Real easy, real straightforward. Uh, You pick a time and uh, schedule it and, uh, you know, give me your phone number or or whatever your preferred means of interaction would be. And uh, I give you a call or connection at the desired time. And we, you know, talk it through 20, 30 minutes, whatever it takes to make sure that we're, that you've got some clarity on what the next steps might be, kind of, you know, what, uh, whatever it is that you're looking for. That's what I try to provide. So if you're so interested, like I said, now or in the future, disruns.com slash consultation and uh, happy to help in any way that I can. Now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, my uh, guest today is someone that uh, also kind of like me, I guess, enjoys connecting with other runners and shooting the breeze with them and then, uh, you know, recording those conversations and sharing them with the world via his podcast. So clearly, uh, I don't know, I don't know how this is going to go today, but it's going to be a, a lot of, a lot of, uh, chit chat and back and forth and, and who knows, but it'll be a good time. Uh, he's also an ultra runner. So, uh, I reckon just, just from that right there, you know, that that means that, uh, he's got some stories of his own, uh, and clearly we'll get into those as we go. So without any further ado, let's get the party started and officially welcome Mr. Adam Hughes to the show. Uh, Adam, thanks for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Hey, thanks Denny. I'm, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. And, uh, I'm looking forward to it as well. Awesome. Awesome. And guys, if you enjoyed today's chat and want to kind of check out more of what Adam's got going on and his show and, and all that good stuff, uh, he makes it easy. It's, it's one of those, you know, things where it's the same handle pretty much everywhere, which is always appreciated. Preracepodcast.com will get you back to uh, the, the podcast page uh, on Instagram at preracepodcast is his handle there. And in case you couldn't guess what his podcast title, you know, what, what the title of his podcast might be, uh, like I said, it, it's uh, it's it's consistent across, and it's pre pre race podcast. You can find it wherever podcasts are freely distributed, uh, whatever app you might prefer. It's probably there. Uh, and as per usual, of everything linked up in the show notes, disruns dot com slash nine nine eight is the link to get back to the show notes today. Disruns dot com slash nine nine eight for all the links from today's conversation, ways to connect with Adam, find his podcast, all that good stuff. So Adam, the way we always uh, start off each episode of the show is with uh, what I think is a pretty simple question. For some folks, it's a little bit uh, tricky to answer. And I feel like the the ultra running community is maybe the most tricky uh, as far as who has the hardest time answering the question. But one way or the other, it's a good place to start the conversation. And that's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Denny. This is a tough question to answer. And I think if I'm being honest, um, I think I'm still trying to figure this out. Um, I, As you mentioned, I, I have gotten into the ultra running stuff over the past few years. Um, I have a couple 50Ks that I've done. I have a 50 miler that I have done. And I have 200Ks under my belt. Um, I was supposed to run my first 100 miler, which is really the one I'm looking forward to checking. I really want to check that box. But supposed to run the bear 100 this past September and just ran into some groin injury that I just kind of had a, a hard time 
getting over. Um, and you know, I've had to go to the doctor with it and do some rehab stuff. So I'm not a hundred percent sure what my favorite race is yet. I've, I've kind of been on this really, really natural progression of, you know, I've done these kind of in order and I really want to feel how that hundred miler is. I've in my hundred Ks, I've gotten, you know, how, you know, I've gotten into the evening and gone pretty late into the night, but I've yet to do, you know, that lucrative hundred miler where uh, most likely I'll be out there all night. Um, and so I'm really, really interested to kind of get into that space. Um, but I would say, you know, if I had to pick one, I would say the hundred K right now is my, is my most favorite. I've had two pretty successful races. Um, a lot of vert in both of them. One took place in Pennsylvania last year, and the other one took place in Zion, Utah th- this year. So I think for now the 100K, but I think deep down I I, I, I want to say the 100 miler, but because I haven't done one yet, I don't want to give myself that credit. So hopefully my answer will change if we ever connect again. But uh, for now, that's where things stand. Gotcha, gotcha. And spoken like a true ultra runner, at least from those that I've talked to, where it's it's always the next whatever the new the new farther distance is is like that's always, really what I want to what I really want to try. <laughs> Always. And I, you know, it's funny when I first started getting into the ultra scene, I kind of like, I stumbled into it. Two things kind of happened at once. Uh, the first thing that happened is I, I had kind of gotten into marathoning. I was doing it relatively seriously, but, but certainly not competitively. You know, I was a weekend warrior guy, but I, I, I played, um, I played, uh, soccer in, in college and that was kind of my a- attachment to fitness and staying healthy and had a couple knee issues, a couple ACL reconstructions and so as I kind of separated myself from from college and graduated and stepped away from the game and, you know, making, you know, quote unquote money or scholarship on the game, I was like, you know, I, I kind of want to find some a sport that's a little bit more, a little bit more safe. Uh, you know, running still grinds on the knees a little bit, but it's a little less dynamic. And so that kind of slow rolled me into running. And then I thought, you know, yeah, I've always wanted to run a marathon. It's just seeming it's always been something in my mind that I'm like, it sounds fun. You know, maybe not fun. Maybe that's not the right <laughs> word, but I want to, I want to, I want to dip my toes. So, um, yeah, so I, I, you know, for a few years, I just, a lot of weekend warrior stuff, doing some training plans, nothing very seriously. Um, and then kind of a lot of things happened at once. So, um, I was the, the girl I was dating at the time, her dad was a big runner. And he introduced me to Phil Maffetone's method and got me Phil Maffetone's book. And I read that and that kind of like, that kind of like, you know, threw me for a loop in terms of how I always viewed fitness and aerobic fitness versus, you know, anaerobic fitness. I wasn't even really familiar with those terms. So that kind of happened at the beginning of a summer where I really slowed down my pace and I really tried to really, really focus on heart rate training. And then on top of that, about a month before I was supposed to run my next marathon, which was Indianapolis, and I believe this was in 2017 or 2018, one of the two, I, I sustained a small injury just doing something stupid, just playing like intramural volleyball. You know, I kind of t- I kind of like pulled my hamstring, and it was like a month before the race, and so it really did kind of knock me off my my trajectory of being you know the, at the fitness that I wanted to be at. So I still ran the race, but instead of kind of like trying to push it. I just kind of ran it for fun. You know, I, we went to Indianapolis for the weekend. We had an Airbnb. I didn't put all the stress on myself to have an incredible performance. And man, it was so fun. Like, and it just like, so that happened. Um, and then I kind of like all of that happened. I'm like, Hmm, this is interesting. Like I've, I finished this race. I still feel okay. There's still a little bit left in the tank. Um, and then I kind of started doing some research, you know, got into, I'm sure you're familiar with this stuff, but just got into like content holes on YouTube, <laughs> found out that was right when, that was the October that Courtney DeWalter had just um, mm. won the, the Moab 240 for the first time and just blew everyone out of the water. And I started to learn about her and I started to learn about the ultra world. And I'm like, what is this? I was like, I didn't even know this world was, a th- I didn't even know this existed. So that's kind of my progression into the ultra scene of like, I, I know that for some runners, this burns their ears because they're very competitive and they're all about speed. But for me, when I really, really, really fell in love with running is when I took away the pressure of always having to to look at the watch, always feeling like I was on the clock. It, it, it became more of a, let's see how long I can do this and let's see how long I can sustain energy while I'm doing this. Um, so that's kind of the natural path to the ultra scene. And then, like you said, yeah, one thing led to another. It's like, okay, I did the 50K. Mm-hmm did another 50 K then the 50 miler. And I'm always looking for that next big one. So I told myself 
originally when I got into the ultra stuff that I would never do a hundred miler and here I am. And just to bring this all back, like you were talking about, I don't think I'll ever do anything beyond a hundred miles, but you know what? Once I do it, I don't know, man, I'll probably end up doing something. You yeah. never so. be, be careful. That's famous, famous last words of, of runners is, Oh, I'll, I'll never do, you know, insert fill in the blank here. I'll never do another marathon. I'll never do a, an ultra. I'll never do a hundred mile. Right. Uh, I'll never do anything beyond a hundred miles. Like, no, 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 no. You start, you start throwing that never around. And then, it, yeah. And then before you know it, that's where you're at. Right. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, um, Lots of things in there and, and lots of things to kind of unpack. And, and as is often the case, I'm sure we'll, we'll go down the next rabbit hole and I'll forget about all the other questions yep. that I could have asked off of the yep. one thing and, and, you know, whatever, we'll make it work. Um, but you, you mentioned the, the Maffetone and, and the MAF 180, or I guess you didn't match, mention MAF 180, but I, I know enough about Maffetone. That's, that's a big thing for me is the heart rate training side of things. Okay. Um and, and so, I mean, I could, I could, we could go on this for, for the whole rest of the episode, but right. we'll, we'll try not to, uh, because everybody, I think, at least there's a fair few people that get sick of me talking about it all the time, but I'm, I'm curious <laughs> when, when you, you read the book, um, and, and kind of started getting into some of that, the, uh, the philosophies behind slowing down and, and training aerobically and, and how, you know, dot, 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 you don't necessarily get slower when you do that. In fact, you can a lot of times see your race performance improve by building the, the aerobic base and then, you know, mixing in a couple hard workouts here and there. Um, but, but I got to admit as biased as I am towards heart rate training and effort-based training, um, it's a bit counterintuitive. And so I guess my, my question for you is, is when you first got the book and, and started looking at it, was it, was it a tough pill to swallow to think that if I slow down, it's going to, it's going to help me race faster or, or did you kind of embrace it right away? Yeah, it's a great question. I think probably a little bit of both, to be honest. I think I think more so than not, it was a tough pill to swallow. It seemed, like you said, perfect. It, it sounded, it seemed counterintuitive, um, but just the way the delivery of the way Maffetone puts it up, I love the way that book reads. It reads very much like a textbook, um, and I think, you know, stereotypically that could be uh, selling up ah, boring. But I actually like the way it progresses. It kind of sets you up to understand why this method is going to work and then, and then introduces the method. So, um, yeah, it was a little bit of a tough pill to swallow, but at the same time, I think I, you know, I had no formal running like education, I guess. I had never really worked with a coach. My running through my youth was always a utility in a vehicle to be fit for a sport. So I, I had never really, I'd never really peeled the layers of the onion back on trying to get better at running than just like running. So I was kind of open, I think, even though it was a tough pill to swallow, I was open to hearing someone lay something out and figured, you know what, I'll give this a try. But yeah, I think like when I put it into practice and I actually started running slower at first to kind of control that heart rate stuff, mm -hmm. that was tough. I think that took me a while to adjust of being like, hey, just, you know, don't go out there and, and crush it. Just go out there, you know, you break a little bit of a sweat, keep that heart rate in check. Um so yeah, it, it it took a while to get used to, but then once I now I'm in it, I I can't imagine doing, I can't imagine running without it now. You know, it's like I can't even imagine looking back the other way. So mm -hmm. totally agree. How how long did it take, or or was there a moment when when maybe not that you saw massive progress, but when when it you've kind of really wrapped your your arms around it and embraced it and said yes, this is I can see maybe glimpses of progress. I can see that that all is not lost because I've been running slow, you know, quote unquote slow for the last eight weeks or 12 weeks or however long it's been. Like, can, can you, can you pinpoint a time when it was like, yes, like this, this stuff works? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, for me, I kind of had something else, uh, fitness wise kind of like sync up with that. I, at the same time I started to do, um, a lot of the Maffetone stuff a, a few months after that, um, when I had already kind of started to see progress, but I don't think it was as palpable I got into doing a lot of yoga and the yoga stuff for me came very socially. It was more of like people that I had met out here in Ann Arbor were doing it and that's where I wanted to be. That's where my friends were. Um, so, and it was also kind of a, a beautifully complimentary thing to go along with running. So I think over that first year of really maffetoning and really slowing it down and changing things along with doing a lot of yoga, uh, you know, I call yoga my prehab, basically. It's like, you know, it's my preventative stuff to strengthen. I think my body just underwent, honestly, like some kind of biological change. I don't know, some scientists that listen to this might, might get heartburn <laughs> with that, but I swear, dude, like my body changed completely. Um, 
the way my body reacted to fitness and workouts, the way my body would sweat. There were so many little things that I really was able to notice. Um, and I think for me, just because of this, the way I go about running, um, I didn't necessarily realize a faster pace come from my mafetoning. And I think that's by choice in terms of like, I never really, I never really turned the jets on to push that because I just haven't had that desire. But my noticeable differences came from the way I felt after mm. runs. So whether that would be the weekly runs of just getting out there for the trot five, six, seven miles versus some of the longer runs or some of the, even the bigger, you know, zonking runs like 15, 20, 25 gearing up for these ultras. As I started mapatoning and as my body kind of underwent those changes, I could just do those runs without it being, of course it took a long time and it takes a lot of discipline to get up early and, you know, get your pack ready and get your hydration ready. But like I was able to do those things in the morning and then still be a present human being with energy to, you know, have output, you know, for the rest of the day. And so I think that's where I really, really felt the biggest change with the Maffetone stuff is just the ability to still have some energy in the reserve and also get a good workout in. I think that's kind of where I, where I noticed the most extreme like difference. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely nice to, to, go out and, and, you know, especially for me, like on the long run days, you know, go out and get 15 or 18 or 20 miles and like, yeah, you're tired, you know, like you just ran for, for three, four five hours, whatever, you know, whatever it works out to be. But like you get back home and it's, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday and you still have energy to like live life. Yes, yeah. exactly. I'm glad you bring that up, Denny. Cause I, that's kind of a, my, my podcast, like you, you said, is I'm working on it. It's been such a, such a blast. It's very much just a passion project for me very early on with it, and I'm just discovering it. But one of the common themes that we talk about a lot, I think, is it just comes up naturally is, okay, you know, we, we go into a training review. How did your training go for this race? How is everything good? Highs, lows, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I think a common thing that a lot of my guests have talked about just because of, you know, by nature of the time of year that everyone's running these races is, you know, some of the things that didn't go as well is I missed some long runs for the training plan over the summer. And, you know, it opens up that conversation of like, look, you know, you got to, it's, it's the running life balance, right? So if like you were at your brother's wedding for the weekend and you're supposed to run 18 miles and you, and you don't pull it off, like, that's okay. You know, it's probably more important for you to be present as a human being and have, you know, that energy to like be there for your family and your friends rather than go on that long run. So I think it's important. And I think as everyone, you know, whether you're a veteran or whether you're just getting into the sport, like balancing, just like everything in life, balance your output versus, versus what you, what you have planned and don't be so harsh on yourself that you're just going to be upset, you know, you, you know, have goals and set those goals and try to check those boxes. But for the most part, you know, you're going to slip up on a couple things and don't, don't harp on it too much. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. I, I, um, I, I think if there's, if there's a drinking game, everybody can get their, their drinks ready. Cause I'm about to say, you know, like, like my, my saying around here is, you know, life is going to happen. And, and you know, that's, Sometimes it's something planned like a wedding or something like that where you can kind of forecast out and be like, hey, this weekend might not be a good weekend. So maybe you can structure things so that that's a cutback weekend or, or whatever. And sometimes it's just stuff out of the blue. You know, it's yeah. it's work. It's family. It's it's you get sick. It's it's whatever. Um, and and yeah, the, the, the better that we as runners can, can be at just recognizing that, hey, you know, it's never going to be perfect. So do the best, of course, you know, don't don't set yourself up to be uh in a situation where you're, you're leaving a lot of, of runs out there just because, well, you know, whatever it's, it's life. Right. But, but at the same time, when life does happen, like tap the brakes, it's going to be okay. Let it be. That's right. Turn yeah. the page, get ready for the next one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Well, since, since you brought the podcast up a little bit, let's, let's, uh, you know, steer into that and, and talk about it. So, um, the, the idea of pre-race, the pre-race podcast, where, where did the idea of starting a podcast come for you? Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm going through a little bit of a career transition in my life. Um, as I mentioned, I live in Ann Arbor. I've been in the real estate space for about five years. Um, I kind of stumbled into the real estate space. I have a science background educationally and, um, applied to med school a couple times and didn't get in and, um, you know, followed a girl out to, I'm originally from, um, Salt Lake City, Utah, spent a lot of time in California, um, both in LA and San Francisco for college. And then, um, yeah, I was dating someone at the time who got into a master's program at U of M. 
And I originally I was like, nah, I'm not going to come out to Michigan. I don't know anything about it. And then I, I ultimately made the choice to come out here and kind of was at a crossroads. Like, what do I do now? Stepped into a little bit of the business space, got on board with a, with a startup in uh, Ann Arbor that was in the real estate space. So, you know, that's making a long story long, but I, I've been in the real estate space for about five years now, just because it kind of rolled into my lap. And I think over the past year, um, I've been doing a lot of like introspection on, is this what I really want to do? Um, I'm a, I, I enjoy the entrepreneurial lifestyle. Um, however, it, it takes, it takes a certain amount of, um, <laughs> killer instinct, I guess that's how I'll say it nicely more so than I think I have. I have a lot of empathy for people. I have a lot of compassion and I think that doesn't really blend well with being, um, a super capitalist sometimes. So I'm trying to find that middle ground, but basically made the decision, uh, over the past few months to kind of step away from, I have my own company out here and I've been, I've been involved in, in, in founding a couple other companies and basically have just kind of started that transition of rolling away from all that stuff. Started that in about June. And so coincidentally here now at the end of October, I pretty much rolled out and I'm done with my commitments. And the podcast idea just came from like, it was time to do the things I actually wanted to do in life. You know, whether that was going to be super, you know, something that was lucrative that I could monetize or just something that I could absolutely just do. And, you know, for me, I had done a podcast for like an entrepreneurial based podcast of, um, at the beginning of this year. And that was my first taste of podcasting and I loved it. It was really fun. Um, and then I was like, okay, so now I'm going to start checking boxes and doing things for myself and, and doing the things I want to do. You know, what's the one thing that I love unconditionally and that's running, mm-hmm. you know, like easy, easy, easy question to answer for me. So I was for sure, like, I got to do some kind of running podcast, um, and then like the, the PRP, the, the, the pre-race podcast of it just kind of came naturally. I can't really put my finger on how I thought of it, but I was just like, you know, in terms of content and content creation, and you're familiar with this stuff, like, you know, having, having a bit of a vehicle behind stuff to talk about always helps. And I just thought, man, like what a fun idea it would be to connect with people within a week before they're about to run a race. And I think it does a few things like a, my guilt, it's my, you know, selfishly, it's what I love to do. And I love to talk to people and hear about their prep. B, I think it's serving the runners that I've talked to pretty well. I think it adds to their experience. It's almost like, Hey, like, okay, I've got the race this weekend. I'm going on a podcast before to talk about it. Um, and then C, you know, in terms of like the content that's created, I'm, I still have a pretty small following, but, and it's still kind of, I've kind of haven't really breached that gap of like getting people who don't know the people who are on the show or know me to listen. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the feedback right now is, is really positive and people are really enjoying it. So that was kind of the genesis of the podcast. Um, man, I love doing it. It is just such a blast to talk to people. I think the people that come on the show have a good time. <clears throat> and then one of the unique things that I did um, by accident but it's turned out to be, I think, one of the more fun parts of the show is each episode has a guest, and that's the runner who's, who's running a race within a week. But then I also have, I also bring a guest host in mm. that's new every episode. And when I originally started the show, I thought the guest host would more be someone of like my choosing more often than not, like buddies of mine who run or whatever, what, what may have you. So, but what I, what, what it turned into on its own, <clears throat> excuse me, is people, the, the, the runner is actually bringing someone in. Mm you know, someone that's a training partner of the runner or their significant other. And I think that's just served, that serves such a great like vibe to the show. I think it makes the runner a little bit more comfortable when they come on the podcast. They're a little less nervous. They're able to be a little bit more vulnerable, which is a big goal of the show is to really like be vulnerable about the process. Don't, don't flex, you know, let's talk about the good stuff, but let's talk about the ugly stuff too. So, you know, it's growing um, I hope to get I hope to get at least 20 episodes done before the holidays, and then I'll probably take a little bit of a break. Um, but man, for the for the most part, it's just been such a blast, and I've been having so much fun with it. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's it's uh, definitely something that uh, you know I can remember back to the early days and just like you know just figuring it out and and kind of finding the the groove and and what you think it might be. You know, not that you go that far from it, but there's there's little things that kind of you know just like water kind of makes its own way down down the down the mountainside. Yes. Um, yes. You know, you kind of figure out that hey, you know, instead of me choosing the guest host, maybe the 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 guest chooses the guest host more often than not, and that seems to work. And, and you just kind of figure it out and try it and error it and, and go with it as 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 you come. 
Um, I, I love the idea of of the pre-race, you know, like like trying to get in that that last little bit before the race and kind of get their thoughts. Um, but I'm I'm curious, I guess, and 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 um, like I feel like that leaves an empty an empty loop, right? Like like we're gonna talk to this person the week before the race. Um, do do you then circle back shortly after the race and get the the how it actually went side of the the, the equation? Yeah, you nailed it. So, 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 th- yeah, this is something that has been just like the the overwhelming feedback with this from everyone who's tuned in and watching it is like, when's the post race podcast going to launch? And it's like, yes, I, I yeah, I do want to do that right now. The way the way I'm the way I'm doing that, which isn't as good as it needs to be, but at least it gives listeners a little something. Is I am publishing race reports on Instagram mm. that gives just a little bit of feedback of how people did and and how they linked up with their goals. But I think. In the grand scheme of things, you're totally right. It leaves a big box unchecked, and having the post-race podcast has got to be something that I figure out. I think at some point, um, uh, because that's I think that's where I can close the loop and really get people to start tuning in quite you know quite uh, loyally because they want to they they've, they've heard how it's going to go and they also now you know want to see how it went. Um, so I think that's on the radar. I think another thing that I'd love to get feedback from you on this is that. You know, I've, it's my first, second week now, you know, not working full time and having a little bit more time on my hands. Um, but one thing I've struggled with, um, and I'm a little bit more behind because I got COVID in, in October, which sucked, but I'm over it now and I'm, I'm, all, I'm all good and I'm healthy. Um, but I'm, I'm just having issues getting, I'm just, it's a little bit more work than I thought to publish this content. And so like I have six episodes released now, but I'm sitting on nine episodes total and also with my with my specific podcast, it's very time sensitive. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying? Like p- people are still going to listen, but I just published episode six for the Detroit Free Press Marathon that happened like two and a half weeks ago when really I need to get that publishing, like if, if not the day before like the race or on race day, like right afterwards. So I really need to go to the mat with a little bit of like, you know, business, you know, business or podcast like infrastructure and, and process rollout to get my content being scheduled and, and posted a little bit earlier. And I think if I can refine that process, then I can start to tee up like, okay, the pre-race podcast also, you know, includes 30 minutes where, you know, a couple days after the race, we're going to connect. Maybe I tear that into the same podcast episode. Maybe I publish a second one. I don't know. I haven't figured it out, but you're a hundred percent right that that leaves a big gap for people wanting to know what happened. So I just think it's good it's a good problem to have because it's opportunity that's out there for me to go chase. Um, and we'll just figure it out. I think we'll just figure it out as time goes on here, how we can close that loop a little bit. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like that's, that's, you know, again, whether you want to call it entrepreneurship, whether you want to call it side hustle, like whatever, whatever umbrella or whatever hat you want to put on, on your podcast. Um, that's just part of the early days and kind of figuring it out. And, and it started off, like I said, like I said earlier, it started off, X and now it's going to be just, you know, like, like you, you make a little tweak here, you make a little change there and it's still X when it's all said and done. It's still the pre-race podcast, but maybe, you know, you, you figure out the schedule, you figure out the, we're going to interview first beforehand. And then, you know, the week after we're going to try to circle back up again for, for a few minutes to get the recap. And then the episode will always go out a week after the race or two weeks after the race or, or however it shakes out. Um, and, and, you know, best laid plans, just like, just like, your training plan. And so it's never going to be perfect. Like your, your podcast schedule may not ever always be perfect, but you, you kind of adapt and figure it out and, and nothing ever has to be set in stone. So you, yep. you just kind of, you know, keep adjusting and keep, keep learning as you go. For sure. Uh, question to throw back at you, you are, you are almost at, you're almost in quadruple digits here on your podcast. How long ago did you start yours? Um, I started, uh, first episode was July the 1st of 2014. So seven, nice. closing in on seven and a half years now. That's incredible, man. Good yeah. for you. Dude. Well, thank and you. Your, and yours is just something you do. Is yours kind of more of a side hustle, like stuff in your free time? I know you're a running coach. Um, but like how, how much of your bandwidth does the podcast take up? Uh, it takes up a pretty good, a good chunk. It started off as, as just something fun, you know, okay. and, and then over the, over the years it became, um, boy, you're, you're asking me to pull back the curtain here, but that, which is fine. But it's, it's, it's like, this is like the marketing, like, this is like my main marketing tool. Like, obviously I do some social media and do, do other things, but, um, 
this is this is kind of the podcast has kind of become the main way that that people that may ultimately go ahead and and invest with me as as a coach you know maybe this is their their first their intro intro to get to know me a little bit and kind of get a feel for for my style and kind of how I work and some of the some of the thoughts that I have on you know different training like Maffetone stuff or at least heart rate type of training or or whatever um but but yeah so it's it's become you know, it's, it's definitely part of the business, even if it's not a direct, you know, uh, there's not a, a huge revenue gain directly from it, but unless you want to count athletes, I coach directly from it, which a lot of times it is. So, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a big part of, of the business at this point. I love it, man. I mean, good for you. I think that's an incredible way to kind of get that organic, um, you know, flow of leads of just like, Hey, you want to, you know, do you want to work with me? Like, you know, the first thing you can do is kind of like check out the podcast, see if you like my vibe and then reach out. I think it's, that's brilliant. But, but good for you. Well, thank you. And, and and again, I mean, going back to to this whole you know water going down the stream thing, it, where where we are where we are today, you know, almost almost to a thousand episodes and almost seven and a half years was nowhere on my radar of where it might look, you know, in in 2014. So, um, you know, you just kind of it's it's a constantly finding my own finding my own way and and trying different things and all right, this works and oh, this doesn't and then you know and and, and also listening to the audience, right? Like what, what do they like more of? They like more of these types of episodes, that types of episodes, this type of content. Um, and, and just, you know, trying to listen to what, what they, yeah. what they want and, and, and try to give them that as much as possible. So, you know, you, you keep figuring things out and I'm sure that, you know, God willing, I'm still doing this seven years from now. It'll look a little different than it does today. And that's, yeah. that's right. just the, the nature <laughs> of the beast. I love it, dude. I love it. Well, good for you, man. I'm, uh, thanks again for having me on. I'm loving. I'm loving it. Oh well, it's it's my pleasure. So, um, shifting back from the podcast a little bit, um, okay. although who knows, it it may come back into it. And in fact, it probably will. But but we'll get there. You mentioned uh, earlier that uh, kind of dealing with it with an injury, uh, which which derailed the hundred mile plan for this fall. Um, can we? Uh, for, for your reference, my background is in athletic training and sports medicine. That was that was my original day job before this became uh, became the gig. Okay. Uh, so so running injuries are always a topic that I'm excited to dive into. I mean, you you you're, I didn't know all this, but you teed me up with the, the heart rate stuff. Now you're teeing me up with it with an injury okay. situation. But okay. <laughs> um, you know, a little bit of a groin issue. But but can you go back to kind of uh, how that originated or or what what may have you know at least we'll start there and kind of see where it goes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think it's a good, it's a good talking point. And, and this has been a tough, tough lesson, but a good one for me to have. Um, so this is my first running, like specific running injury, uh, of my career. Um, so it's been interesting. Um, and there have been some big lessons that I've had to pull out of this. So, um, I ran Zion hundred K in April, early April, uh, of this year, 2021. Um, it went really well. Um, I PR'd, uh, my whole family was there. My family's from Salt Lake, like I mentioned. So I, I do try to race in Utah a lot because they're just such an awesome crew and they love doing it. I think at first they thought I was nuts. <laughs> and then they came and did one. I got them down to Tushers in 2020 and they were like, okay, this is pretty incredible. And I was like, I've been trying to tell you guys. <laughs> you guys. So they're all on board. They're junkies for it now. They love getting crewed up. I love just, it almost makes me emotional because they just like, they're more into the crewing. They're talking like, you know, navigation plans and shit. Mm-hmm. They want to get all the water bottles figured out. Anyways, so I try to race in Utah a lot. Um, raced, raced in April, and then, you know, I, I had the 100-miler on my calendar from the beginning of the year. It was kind of the one I was working towards. Zion had been a cancellation from COVID, classic. So that was just kind of there because I because I missed it the last year, and I was registered, and it's a good, it's a good beautiful race too. Mm-hmm. So... I, what I did, and this is kind of something I've learned in retrospect, a little bit of perspective that I have now looking back is when I finished Zion, instead of winding down for a couple of weeks, like I should have, uh, I kind of just stayed the course. I, I mean, of course I brought my mileage down from peak weeks and, um, but like the week after Zion, I put in 40 miles mm-hmm. and it's just like, you know, I think for me, I, I think everyone's different and that's the most important thing to say, but I, I, for me, my body can't handle that. And I've had to learn the lesson the hard way. So after Zion, I put in like five or six weeks of like baseline 35 to 40 miles a week. And then towards the end of May kind of started to ramp up and build, um, into my progression for bear, uh, the bear 100, which was going to be at the end of September. Um, through the month of June, 
I started to have a lot of tightness in the outside of my right hip, kind of like, kind of like in my butt, in the very, very outside of like my hip joint. Just kind of like it was, it wasn't painful, but it was certainly there. And I think, you know, as so often happens in running, you have those injuries where it's like, it's always, it's always a fine line. You know, do I, do I kind of try to run through this and hope for the best, or do I, do I shy away? So, I kind of tinkered with that through the month of June. But but continued to build progressionally kind of up and and make progress. And then in early July, I went back to Utah again uh, just for like a family vacation. And we, we went and camped in the Uintas. And so I did like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday mountain, you know, mountain action. I don't have a lot of mountains to, to hit out in Michigan on the daily. So uh, it's my only qualm. I love Ann Arbor so, so much. And it's got such a soft spot in my heart. But my only qualm with Michigan is... I got to drive 13 hours to get to a mountain. But um, so when I'm in, you know, when in Rome, when I'm in Utah, I hit the mountains hard and I, and I love running. So I did like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday of pretty big runs. That Sunday morning, I was actually, we, we left the campground, drove home, which was like a four hour drive. Then I went straight to the airport and got on a plane and did a four hour flight back to Detroit. And I just woke up that next morning. Um, in back home in Ann Arbor and my groin was, it was shot. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it was very, very interesting. It was painful, man. I, I wasn't even able to walk. I was limping around at work and I was just like, something's up here. So, you know, so, so V1 of it was like, okay, I was still, it's like the classic progression. You know, it's like, I was like not willing to admit that I was injured yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, all right, I'm just dealing with something like, we'll be good. So I think for the next couple of weeks, I, really gave it some space. I said, look, there is, there is something going on here, but I'm hopeful that I can just kind of like supplement with a little bit of stationary cycling. I'll do a little bit of strength, but I'm going to try to not lose any fitness. And July was just a mess, dude. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't get it to feel okay. Uh, I started to lose a little bit of, of fitness because of it. And so then when August came, you know, I'm a big planner as most runners probably are. I love to envision, I like, you know, I, I just like to know that I'm on some kind of trajectory, you know, so instead of just like shooting in the dark, I was like, all right, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to make a plan for August. So in August, I went and found um, kind of like a physical therapist guy to work with. I still didn't go to the doctor yet, um, but I went and found like a local physical therapist guy to do a little bit of sports massage and get a little bit of workout exercise, you know, rehabish kind of stuff and stayed pretty dedicated in August to uh, basically realized like, look, okay, I'm still going to do this race, but it's not going to be this premier race. This is going to be like a, you know, do it to, mm-hmm. to survive it versus like have a stellar performance. So my, my mindset and perspective shifted a little bit. And then I spent all of August, you know, doing a lot, a lot, a lot of, of strengthening and balance and trying to bring it back and very, very minimal running. Any, any hard workout I was doing was on the stationary cycle um, I was able to get some good fitness out of that. Obviously, it's a little bit different muscles that, that you go through. So I wasn't trying to, you know, I, I wish I could have run a little bit in that time, but I really tried to stay like, hey, stay off this for a month and then get a couple runs in in September to to test it. So that's basically what I did. I was still, by the time September 1st rolled around, I was still very optimistic that this race was going to happen. And, you know, as you know, with ultras, there's a whole lot of infrastructure set up. You know, I had a cabin booked. I had my crew. I had my pacers. I had the whole thing. So I was very, very dedicated to trying to make this work. Um, and basically pressure tested it, uh, the first couple of weeks of September, basically tried to go on a couple like realistically long runs, 15, 20 milers. And they just didn't go well, man. Mm. And, you know, I just was like, at that point I was just like, look, I'm still young it was, it was a hard decision, but an easy decision, I guess, if, if that makes sense. Like I was like, look, I am, I'm young. I want to do this for the, for the rest of my life, you know, or at least just be healthy and able to walk. Like as much as I want this race and as much infrastructure as we poured into getting ready for this, doing a hundred mile race is intense. Anyways, doing a hundred mile race injured, it's probably not the move, dude. So yeah, I, I pulled out and you know, the, the time since then has been a little bit frustrating too. I think even more frustrating is that, you know, I'm an independent contractor. Like I said, I have my own business, so I pay for my own health insurance. It's not like the best health insurance ever. So before I go to a doctor, I always like to say, you know, like the first thing I always feel like a doctor is going to say is, 
have you taken some time off? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, hey, I'm hurt. And they're like, okay, well, have you stopped running? And so um, after I decided to throw my hat and pull my hat out of the race for, for Bear, I shut it down for like five weeks completely, which it's, drives me nuts. I'm such a I'm such a junkie to like be active and, and it's part of my, it's not only part of my like athletic life, but it's part of like my success as a, as an individual, you know, I'm just like, I'm up, I get to run in, I shower, I'm ready to approach my day. So I've kind of like entered this like sloth mode of my life, which thank goodness I've had the PRP, the pre-race podcast kind of came up right, right before I made the decision not to run bear. Mm-hmm. And man, it has been such an energy booster to like stay pseudo connected to people and like you know, cheer people on. So that's been great. But I took five weeks off, still having issues. Um, weird, just pain when I'm not even running and pain that kind of pops up when I haven't really been active at all or done anything crazy. So went to the doctor, um, just this past Friday did a, um, MRI, which was extremely unpleasant. I guess when you do a MRI in the groin, they like inject you with dye. Mm-hmm. That sucked, dude. That sucked. I'm not, I'm not good with needles. So got that happen. And, and, um, today's Tuesday, tomorrow's Wednesday. I have a doctor appointment to look at that MRI. Um, you know, in the background, I'd be, I'd be really, really interested to hear your feedback on this. I've been looking at this injury, um, online and doing a lot of research. I'm very, very vested in not having to go under the knife again. Like I mentioned, I've done, I've done two ACL reconstructions. I've done some major surgery. I'm not even 30 years old yet. I really want to try to, you know, come back from this naturally and not, not have surgery, but I don't know. We'll see what the doctor says tomorrow. Basically what he told me is, you know, where the hip, where the, where your kind of femur goes into the hip joint, there could be some bone spurring happening on the outside. And then that bone spur, as you kind of pivot and move, move and do all your running, you can kind of start to like shred up some of that Mm -hmm. cartilage right there. And, And that's what he thinks it is. Um, so I don't know, man. It's a it's it's been a bummer, and it's definitely been humbling. I I I haven't, you know, the ACL is kind of a taboo injury in that it's the patient's decision to figure out what kind of graft they have, and you know, like you have to make some decisions. It's not like oh, it's broken. This is how you fix it. Right. It's like it's broken, and you can do it this way, this way, this way, or this way. So that was my so like that was the ACL stuff. But this one is tough because <clears throat> I haven't been able to put my finger on it, man. Mm-hmm. No, and I've been working at I've been working at getting back online. It's like I'm I'm approaching about six months here where I'm going to be completely derailed from my normal lifestyle of 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 running and and having some kind of structure. So it's been tough, um, but I've you know like I said I've pulled out I pulled away the lens of I definitely need to take a little bit more downtime after big races and let my body recover. I definitely didn't do that properly in this in this round, and that's a learning lesson. Um, and yeah, we'll see. I'm not super crazy about, I know people think, you know, people who don't run think runners are crazy because they're like, why would you ever run that much? It's like, well, we love it. <laughs> I, I, I understand that mentality as I, as I, as it relates to like rehab and strengthening. I just like, it takes a lot. It takes a lot for me to, you know, do crunches and do strengthening exercises. Like I don't like doing that. I love running. I don't like doing that stuff, but it's necessary. And mm-hmm. so it's just another lesson for me, a little bit humbling on like, all right, you got to check some of these boxes before you can get back in the game. Yeah. And it's, 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 I don't know what the right, quite right adjective is sad. You know, it, it's, it's, it's maybe frustrating sometimes um, that it, it can take something like that, some type of, of injury that's, that just kind of drags on forever, whatever it ultimately ends up being, whether it's a bone spur, whether it's some type of itis, whether it's a, a minor muscle tear, like whatever it is, like it's just, and, and there's no way of knowing that if you had been more diligent about strength training or stretching or, or whatever beforehand, if it would have still happened. I mean, sometimes those things just still happen. Um, but yeah, that, that it, you know, just like your yoga can be injury uh, insurance. And, and I believe it is. Right. Um, some of the, the strength training, some of the cross training, some of those types of things, as much as we all love running and I'm right there with you and I'm, I'm, you know, sometimes equally guilty of knowing what I should be doing and not still always, going to run. Yeah. yeah, not always doing it, getting more miles instead of, instead of more time on the yoga mat or more time in the gym or whatever. Um, it really is, it, it, it really is helpful. And, and it, in order to prevent injuries, but also, you know, when you, when you kind of zoom out and, you know, when you're caring about your performance, whether it's to compete professionally or you're just competing for yourself to be healthy, to, to push limits, to, to, you know, run new distances or PRs or whatever, um, that strength training 
can have a pretty good impact on those types of things too. But you know, we're, we're humans and we're, we're, we're simple creatures and we want the, we want the, the instant pleasure. And if running is yep. what gives you the instant pleasure, like that's what we want to do. Yep. Exactly, dude. Exactly. So yeah, it's been, it's been frustrating, but humbling. And, and I'm, I'm someone who always tries to pull, I, I, I don't like being like sad. So I don't, I don't allow myself to say sad and frustrated for too long. Um, I try to look at what, what I can learn and, and, and how I can grow as an individual. And, and, and in this case, especially as a runner, like how can I grow and how can I become better, more patient, um, just more seasoned, you know, that's what happens. You, you, you go through shit like this and you know, it's, it's kind of just notches on the belt of like, okay, now I know that, you know, X, Y, and Z needs to happen before doing other things. So I'm in the thick of it. I'm hoping for the best. My plan is get the feedback from the doctor, kind of take the rest of 2021 to, I've been getting back out on the trails a little bit, actually the past few weeks and it, it feels okay. Um, but it's still there. And that's kind of the thing that's bothered me with this injury is like, it's not really necessarily painful at the moment, but it's not gone. Right. And that's why it's just, this one's been so hard for me to put my finger on. So the goal is, you know, take the rest of 2021, get healthy. Um, you know, don't hit the, don't hit the trail or the pavement, you know, you know, too much to where it's going to be counter, you know, counterproductive, but get it, you know, get, you know, get situated with some strength. I, I'm really hoping that my doctor tomorrow can plug me into some kind of like recurring PT, you know, that I can take some of those exercises home with me. I can go in and see someone and work with them a couple of times a week just for the accountability piece and see if I can really start to grow this. I'm really hoping that surgery is not in the cards, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, certainly fingers, fingers crossed for you is, is you know, it's easy to lose sight of with, with modern medicine as, as good as it, as good as it can be. And, and typically is, there is no such thing as, as simple, sur- like there's always risks with surgery. There's always, always, there's always the potential for complications, no matter how, right. you know, straightforward it seems like it is no matter how, you know, like, like you talked about your ACL, like, like doctors these days, orthopedists have done literally thousands of, of ACL repairs. They know their stuff. They're really good, but there's always a chance that something could go sideways. So if you can avoid, avoid surgery, um, maybe not at all costs, but you know, in general, I think that's, that's Good the, route, the route I would try to yep. take. Yep. 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 For sure. For sure. So as we're, as we're starting to get close to, to wrapping up today, Adam, I, I guess maybe one more injury related question, like you said, you're trying to, to learn some things and, and, um, you know, hope that will hopefully long-term make you a better runner, make you a better man, better human, all those types of things obviously we're still in the midst of this injury right now. And, and, you know, I'm sure there will be more things to come as it gets into the rear view mirror and and farther into the past. But, but what are, you know, maybe one or one or two of the takeaways so far from, from this last, you know, four or five, six months of something's not right. The progression cancel on the race. Like, like where, where are some of your thoughts or takeaways at this point? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, I think the biggest thing, that it just reinforced this. I've, I've, I've had this perspective and I think it's important for runners um, to have this perspective. You just always got to be a student of the sport. Mm. Um, don't get an ego. Don't, you know, I think one thing that I've, a, a segment that we do on, on the PRP is we do pros and cons of Strava. Um, I love Strava. I think it's such an incredible community builder, but I think some of the cons are maybe, you know, the comparison to, comparing yourself to some of the big dogs and some of these pros that are doing things. And so I think, you know, for me is like always be a student of, of the sport and understand where your body is and what you're capable of. And I think your perspective of what you believe you can do will change as you continue to grow. And that's the best way to kind of organically change your mind. Don't, don't arbitrarily set goals based on what other people are doing, support other people, look at them, give them kudos, look at their cool pictures, whatever. But you know, B, I think for me, it's like a little bit less like measuring myself against others this year is what I've learned. It's like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't even necessarily measure them in terms of, oh, I want to be better than them. I, I measure it in terms of more of like, oh, like if they can do that, so can I kind of, you know, like less competitive, but still on that competitive wavelength. So I think it's just more like, let's, let's look, <clears throat> let's look internally here. Let's, um, let's understand what you can do, you know, as a, as a runner, and let's not, you know, let's not kind of look at other people and what they're doing. Let's stay focused on, on, the, in, on the inside. And then the second thing that, that I would take away is that, um, you know, it's just like I think for runners, we take, we take it very seriously. And I, you know, I was very, very – I don't want to say devastated. That's, 
that's a little bit too strong, but maybe like a step down from devastated. I was very sad, man, when I couldn't run this race. And I had people from like four different states that booked flights to come in and all this money spent and all this stuff. And I was very just sad that, um, that that was kind of a wash, but everyone was incredibly supportive of me. And we all still went to the trip and we all still went and watched the race and we hung out and partied and did all the things. And so I just, I just think like to any runners out there that are putting specific pressure on themselves when they're injured or pressure to perform, like you just got to know that, you know, the community around you is not really going to measure, is not going to measure you as a person based on your running output. They're going to, they're going to measure you based on who you are as a human. So I think I knew that. Um, and I didn't ever really worry about that, but this past four or five months has reinforced that. That like my, my community is behind me no matter what. Um, I'm very, very blessed to have the community running community and, and, you know, personal community that I do. So I think that was a big takeaway. I was just like feeling supported, man. It feels mm-hmm. good. It feels good to be loved and supported. And I've definitely gotten a, a big, you know, push of that recently. It's been great. Yeah. Sad, sadly, so many runners can, can empathize. So many runners have been there. They've been injured. They've missed a goal race or they've, they've certainly had a goal race turn into a, well, I guess I'll just run it and, and hope I can get to the finish line as opposed to, to push themselves because of, of injuries. So, so yeah, I, I think it's, it's pretty safe to say that, that, uh, I mean, I'm on record running community, best community, but yeah, okay. definitely when rallying around an, an injured, an injured runner is something that, uh, we, we do well because a lot of us have, have, most all of us have been there at one point or another. Yep. 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 So it's been good. It's been good. Lots, lots of, pro- I'm, I'm always trying to learn, man. I think that's the biggest one. Yeah. Learn from it and you're always winning, you know, for you're sure. always winning as long as you're, as you're growing. For sure. Last question for you, Adam, I, I uh, kind of close things off with, with what I call the philosophical question, which is not always the same question, but kind of similar to the introductory question and in that it's open-ended, take it wherever you want to go with it. And that's where we'll uh, kind of park this thing for today. Um, but, but I guess I'm, I'm curious, um, somewhat related to the injury, but, but maybe not so much, but like, I get, like, like the, the basis of the question for you today is, is why do you run? But I guess because you're injured right now, um, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll tweak it a little bit and say, you know, what are, what are the things that you're most looking forward to about your, um, return to running pain-free, which hopefully will be sooner rather than later, but what are you most looking forward to about getting back into running? Yeah, that's a great question. One I'm thrilled to answer. Um, I think running, you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur. I take my professional career very seriously, but I think running is my identity. Mm-hmm. When I really look in the mirror, I would, you know, if I introduced myself to someone, I'd, I'd introduce myself as a runner, not someone in the real estate space or a podcast host. I would, you know, that that's who I am. And so I think more, more than anything, I'm just excited to get back into that routine. Um, I love the morning workouts. I love, you know, being home by 8:30 and having 10 miles under my belt um, and approaching the day with gusto. Like I said, I'm kind of in this like sloth mode. I'm calling it right now, where like workouts are happening a few times a week, but I'm not on that metronome like I always am. Um, so like getting a little lethargic, you know, my sleep is off because of it. I put on a couple pounds. I'm still a pretty lean guy and have good metabolism, so I'm not like super concerned about that. But I'm just in that mode of just kind of like, ugh, mm-hmm. you know, I want I want that. I want that zest of running back. So, um, yeah, just excited to get back into my, into my life. I think running is the beat that I live my life drum by, dude. I think that my confidence in running translates into my personal life and personal relationships. My confidence from running translates into my career and how I approach what I'm doing and what I feel like is possible. Um, and I think for an entrepreneur having, having confidence that crazy shit is impossible is, is important, dude. You know, it's the same as running. Like, Oh, I never thought I could do that two years ago and here I am. And and so I think applying that same mentality to when, you know, trying to kind of reinvent yourself in the business space and, and figure out little things to tinker with and people to work with, I think it's really important. So more, more than anything, I'm just looking forward to getting back into the flow. I'm not even necessarily looking forward to, of course, like I'm looking forward to racing again, but for me, I race, I think because of the process, I love planning, staying dedicated and getting to race day and getting a chance to share that with people. Um, so I'm just, re- I'm just ready to be back in that world where I'm, I'm in that flow. 
Love it. Love it. Hopefully, uh, like I said, sooner, much sooner rather than later. Uh, guys, you want to keep following along with Adam and, and uh, some of his guests, and, and you might you might hear me on there at some point as, as well. Right. We've kind of talked about that. That's uh, right. But, but preracepodcast.com is the website on Instagram, at preracepodcast, all one word, all jumbled together, at preracepodcast on Instagram. And again, just search for preracepodcast on whatever podcast app, device, tool, website, whatever, wherever you get your podcast, wherever you listen to this right now, Go look up Pre-Race Podcast. Give it a subscribe and, and stay tuned because I, I might be there before too much longer as well. Um, and again, if you want any links or anything like that from today's episode, disruns.com slash 998. Disruns.com slash 998 for the show notes for today. So, Adam, thanks for uh, for taking the time. Uh, glad that uh, Always glad to talk to other podcasters. Welcome to the, to the running podcasting space. Uh, hope that, uh, like I said earlier, just continue to kind of tweak and adjust and, and enjoy the process. Um, and... Uh, same thing with the injury, I guess. Continue to tweak and adjust and, and get get back and get healthy. And uh, nothing but the best to you going forward, my friend. Hey, thanks, Denny. You are a gentleman and a scholar, and I appreciate this opportunity. And yeah, 100%, we're going to have you on the PRP soon for your new rate, for your upcoming race. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, thanks for the intro to the, to the podcasting space. I'm loving it, man. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Adam and myself. And as per usual, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your little uh, takeaway du jour, du jour? Um, for me, it kind of went back to something that, that we kind of talked about a little bit here and there kind of throughout. And it's the idea of figuring things out as you go. And obviously we talked about it kind of specifically, at least at first about, you know, his podcast and, and mine and kind of how, you know, you start in one direction and you kind of, you know, tweak here and adjust there and, and kind of keep moving in the same general direction. But a lot of times over time, things, uh, you know, don't quite go the direction that maybe you had originally thought they were going to. And I think that that that's an important reminder for all of us. And, and as, as always for myself, as, as much as anything else, that when it comes to, to our, our progress as, as runners, especially over the years, when we look at, you know, kind of the bigger picture, uh, we kind of just have to keep figuring it out as we go. Um, you know, I mean, five years ago, if you would have told me that I was going to do heart rate training and, and be fat adapted and all that kind of stuff and not really having to worry too much about fueling on race day, I'd have laughed at you because that's no way, no way. But as I've gone about and kind of tried some different things and, and read about it and learned about it and tried a little bit and experimented and tweaked and adjusted, like, I kind of feel like what I'm doing is working pretty good. Does that mean that five years from now, it's going to be more of the same? I mean, at this point, I think so. Potentially, but guaranteed? No. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? My plan is to just kind of keep figuring it out as I go. And and I think that, again, that that's, that's an important reminder because, you know, as, as we age, which, uh, you know, beats the alternative when you stop and think about it, getting older beats the alternative. But, but when, when that happens or as that happens, our bodies are obviously changing. And some of the things that we do as runners are just in, in life as well kind of has to change as well. Maybe there's more of a focus on recovery or there's more of a focus on strength training or, or whatever it might be. Maybe what, what fueling, you know, mid race, mid run fueling works for you now may, may takes it may change, may have to adjust. Um, and so I, I just, I just think that, that this chat and my takeaway from today was just all about in, in really in all areas of life, just remembering that it's all a process of figuring it out as we go. Some things might stand up and, and kind of stay the course pretty much, you know, indefinitely, but I feel like that's probably the exception and not the rule. And so you just kind of are always figuring things out, trying something new, kind of that, the scientific method, right? Ex hypothesize, experiment, analyze the results, move forward, you know, make a new hypothesis, run new tests, gather the data, move forward. So that's my that's my takeaway for today. Just just the reminder for myself and and again maybe for you as well to uh, never stop or never start thinking you've got it all figured out because you're gonna keep you're probably gonna need to keep figuring it out as we go or as you go and I'll keep figuring it out as I go as well. So that's my takeaway today. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? Let me know at disruns on Twitter at disruns on Instagram. You can also shoot an email. Thessaly, here's my email address in case you ever need it again. Disruns at gmail.com. Little inside joke there, as 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 you might expect. Um, you can also also head over to the show notes for today. 
dizruns.com slash 998. All the links, photos, the whole nine as per usual. And there's also that comment section down there at the bottom, dizruns.com slash 998. And uh, let me know what stood out to you from this episode. One last time, don't forget uh, the consult calls. They are available if you're so inclined, if that might be something that would help you, if there's something that you're struggling with. Hopefully not, but if that happens down the road and you want my my input for whatever it might be worth, um, you can you can get that at disruns.com slash consultation. Uh, get signed up, grab a, grab a spot. I'll give you a call. We'll work through it. Hopefully give you some clarity on how to move forward. And... With that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and hit that share button, spread the word, tell a friend, and uh, one way or the other. Until next time, thanks for listening, y'all. Appreciate your time, appreciate your attention. Thanks for taking Adam and I with you today, and until next time, be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll talk soon, all right? See you guys.